0: a year ago i ran 40 miles i've never run my whole life Mm. the last time i ran a mile was in gym class i played sports in college this is good to know and i played football and i ran sprints yeah
1: Yeah. and
0: and then i never ran after college (laughs) like I lifted weights yeah you never see me on a treadmill i'm not a runner i'm not even a good runner
1: i just run far
0: like I, I, I don't have a good stride. Like
1: I'm not technical. I love that statement. Insert. I'm not a good runner. I just run far. Yeah, Because yeah. that, again, expanding possibility.
2: Insert Forrest Gump scene. Right? <laughs> Bearded Gump. I think I'll go home now. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah.
1: What's up, guys? Brett here. And if you guys are loving the podcast, you are going to love my new community-based coaching program called momentum specifically designed to put you in a group of other supported like-minded individuals and also give you access to high-level coaching for the most affordable rate out there less than a dollar a day Momentum is built specifically to help you create and build momentum in the main buckets of your life. If you're looking to go from good to great in your career, in your health, in your relationships, and in the fulfillment that you wake up with every day, you're going to love momentum. Visit motivatedbybrett.com slash momentum to join now. Join at any time cancel at any time. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. I'll see you guys in there. And welcome back to another episode of The Better You Blueprint podcast. My name is Brett Eaton with my co-host Curtis Edzik. And we have a special guest for you guys today, the man the myth the legend, my good friend Daniel Diaz. Daniel, how you doing, man? I'm great, man. Best are, day ever. You're always great, yeah. man. You're always great. We got to give this guy the proper introduction. He is He's a mindset coach. He's a performance coach. He is an ultra-endurance athlete. And just when you say all-around great guy, that is the definition of my man Double D. Danny, how, how you you are so many different things. How do you introduce yourself when you meet somebody?
0: That's, uh, that's a great question, man. You know, it's interesting. I, I've shifted, made a shift recently, and I have this nice, fun... Way of introducing myself that most people are like, I don't know what the hell that is. So it's a physical expansion specialist. Physical expansion specialist. It, so- it sounds rad.
2: Like, it sounds like you're a superhero. Like, I feel like you and Dr.
1: Manhattan would like hang out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. it expand the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love that. So, where'd you come up with that one? And why does that resonate with you right now?
0: Sure, sure. So, um, long story, short story, long story. So, Mindset, performance—you know, um, limitation shattering, belief rewiring, identity shift—like these are all the things that I've done as a coach with my clients. And when it comes to how do I label myself? Like, am I a life coach? My life mastery coach? Which I've labeled myself all these things. You know, yeah. in, the, in the journey yeah. of being a coach, understanding what my niche is, all the mm-hmm. all the stuff that I feel like everybody, every coach that's training or coaching a new coach pushes down, right? Like yeah. develop your niche, like stand your ground, pick your sense, yeah. you know, pick, pick your power statement. And it was always difficult for me. Something didn't click. And what I realized recently was that it never clicked because I never actually saw myself for who I really was. Mm. I never really honored who I was in full and loved that person and was comfortable with that person. Mm-hmm. So for me I've always for my internal battle what's been the number one thing in my personal growth has been the understanding that I'm enough as I am. Mm. As a as a younger child, I as a younger child I, I you know had an experience that created a belief in me that I wasn't enough as I am. And that led with me my whole life and that led with me, you know, wanting to be someone that other people respected that the cool people thought were cool you yeah. know which led me to be the the athlete in high school which led me to be the drug dealer for so many years which led me to be the guy that threw the underground parties in the mm-hmm. city you know which led me to be the the restaurant owner the bar owner the the, the guy that runs the cool spot in the city
2: those things do sound cool they, I just want to confirm. I want to confirm. They were cool. Yeah. They were cool. Life has been very I mean, colorful. Yeah. <laughs>
0: fruitful experience. Lots of fruitful experiences. Yeah. Lots of brain cells probably missing in the back. A lot too. of reps
1: being the guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, through that whole experience, you know, and it's something I didn't recognize probably until just a couple years ago. I've been in personal mm-hmm. development for six and a half years, I've been a professional coach for four years coming up. And, um, uh, two years ago, I went through a, a transformational experience um, as a leadership training where I, I unearthed this this mm. moment that happened when I was mm. like five years old. Okay, that wrote this belief that you're not enough as you are, and I anchored it. And you know, subconsciously, like like a yeah. lot of people struggle with. You know, it's Hell funny because yeah. now that I talk about it more openly, now that I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm comfortable owning that I've never felt like I'm enough. Like yeah. I felt like I had to hide that. Yes. Like I felt yeah. like, especially being a coach yeah, yeah. and being a speaker and being a motivator or an influencer. It's like, well, I can't tell people I that say, I don't love myself. Doesn't fully. seem
2: like you would lead with that. Right. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to do it for you, but don't worry. about me, yeah.
0: <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you got to hide it. Yeah. You got to hide your own struggles, which is total bullshit. And I, and, yeah. and I've been very transparent in my journey and I've been very transparent especially in 2020 when I started this live campaign and I was doing lives every day. Mm -hmm. From your challenge, do 30 days of lives, which turned into 150 lives for 2020. Damn, look at that. Yeah, so, um, and I just was sharing everything. And the vulnerability turned into a lot of power and momentum for the following. Like, oh, like he goes through the same thing that I go through. Yeah. His highlight reel doesn't look like my highlight reel, But internally, he's already battled a lot of this stuff, so I can have the highlight reel, right?
2: Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Do you feel like it? It gave like even just in your brief intro, like you leading with that level of honesty, like I feel like sets a very clear tone for the conversation, right? Like, do you feel like the the second you started to feed that, it was immediate, like that people are just like, oh
0: yeah, I've I've been waiting for this. I would say that the moment that i went all in on the lives i guess yeah it just you know it's like anything that you practice right yeah. with consistency you get better at it you get more comfortable at it okay um you get you fine tune yourself and i think with the sharing it just became more fluid and it became more natural and in the consistency it drew more eyes got it and in the more eyes it drew more responses Okay. And in the responses, it drew out so much more honesty and vulnerability from the audience who was now tuning in and was saying, That's I've like, thank you. You know, like yeah. that's where I'm at or that's where I've been. Um, so it's been very helpful. And and to really sorry, I went kind of like in no. a cycle there, but to man. yeah. So we yeah, do. Yeah. But to bring it full to bring it back to how did I become a physical expansion specialist? So I uh you know, I'd been battling with this thing you know, my whole life. Didn't realize it until really like two years ago. Now two years ago, I start chipping away at this block of like, I really am enough. I really am enough. But yep. it took me some time. And I've been working with my coach for about two years. And he had his first live event two weeks ago. His name's Alok Apadurai. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Incredible mentor.
1: What was the event called?
0: Uh, Uplift Millions. Beautiful, man. And that's his brand. And I fully stand behind him and everything he does. Yeah, And... I go into this event. So first time in my life, it's so about three months ago, I finally sink into this. Like I finally have cracked the shell. And it's okay. like I love who I am and like I am enough. I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. That's rad. And it was so it's been so rad. So when I walked into this event, for the first time going to one of these events and all the previous events, always feeling like I needed to impress. Yeah. I needed mm. to gain the respect. I needed to speak in a way or present myself in a way that would have someone else say, oh, this guy's worth listening to versus...
2: Just being you. Just being me. If you like it, you like it. Yeah, Yeah, so
0: I came into this event that way and I kind of had this culmination, like this graduation experience where like, it was almost as if I was uh, testing the waters of what I had now committed to in my belief. And then in that testing of the waters, I anchored everything in. And what was cool was on day three of this event, my our mentor asked, you know, he did this story, and he asked at the end of the story, "How are you going to change a nation? How is it your mission going to change the nation?" And my first thought was like, "I, I don't know."
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I, I Who help knows people, that? <laughs> right. Like
0: I help people step into limitless power. You know, yeah. our, you know limitless potential. Like maybe if I help enough people, it'll change the world. Like maybe. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, let me close my eyes. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to shrug it off and just be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So I closed my eyes and the channel opened and it just like poured all this information. And it was like, you know, what it told me was, so one of the things that in my journey of transformation from drug dealer to entrepreneur, from drug user to sober, healthy guy, from busted back, can't walk to becoming an ultra athlete, the ultra athlete experience was the most transformational for me. <laughs> And it's what I coach a lot around, and I, I, I do mindset, performance, belief, identity, really? but'm in the background I'm, I'm taking people through some kind of experience that stretches their physical comprehension of what their capacity is, yeah and and in that moment, I realize like, oh, it's not about all these titles of mindset, performance, belief, you know, life mastery, coach, yeah it's like. I'm here to take the world's top leaders through a physical expansion that matches their soul's expansion, that matches this calling that they've Mm. been called to do. Yeah, Like I'm in this room this past weekend with 140 people that are changing the world and their souls are pulsating. They're they're called for something big and they know it, disrupting the healthcare system, disrupting the mental healthcare system. You know, like to change this, they're gonna change the financial world that these people are in it. But what I don't see is a match in their physical capacity. Got it. Right? Like there are a lot of missions that are living inside of vessels that might give out decades before that mission is delivered in full. Yeah, like body might not get you there. The body might not get you there. And if we are spirits having a physical experience or a human experience, Mm -hmm. then we have, in my belief, that we have to marry the two. They have to both expand, Yeah, if you don't want to change the world, it's all good, right? And if you don't want to change your body, it's all good. Like no one's going to tell you and I'm not going to tell you, yeah. but if you are pulsating a soul's expansion that is so big and you're not I- I- equaling that expansion in your physical form, yeah, you're going to have this shell that's growing out in the middle and it's around a hardened case yeah. and it's going to just cap. Mm. And what I've learned is that when you do something that is so far past the comprehension of your capacity and comfortability, yeah, it transcends across any limitation that you could ever have about yourself. And no other limitation that you break transcends the other way. Okay. Play,
2: give me... Yeah, I'm going to say hit me with an
0: example. So... Running, you we're gonna like, we're gonna make a million dollars in two weeks. Yeah, you know, like I don't know, but if we do it, you're not gonna turn around and be like, you know what, Daniel? I bet you I could run that thirty miles in the mountains with you.
2: Got it, got it, got
0: it. But if you run thirty miles in the mountains with me, you know what you're gonna say? I, I could it. I can do anything I want. Yeah, yeah. I could do anything. Mm. Yeah, and that is the power of shattering that physical limitation because it's my belief that also we are married to our physical limitation more than any other limitation. Yeah. More than anything else. Say that again. I, we are married to the physical limitation more than anything else across the board. Mm. So if I tell you, if you're making 100 grand and I look at you in the eyes and I say, in five years, you're going to be making a million. I know you don't know how, but it's going to happen with your business. Okay. People can probably wrap their head around it for the most part, Yeah. You know, especially with the right knowledge and the right you know, direction. You can heal that marriage. Okay. You can heal that marriage with the right communication and the right shift, you can do that. Yeah. And some people will believe that, you know, or like I, I can do that. You're right, you know? Yeah. Like I, c- I can change this limitation. I can shift this limitation around money, around my business, around this and that. But if I tell people like you're going to run 30 miles in the mountains with me, like, yeah. you don't understand. Good luck. I got this thing. I got this this thing in my back. I got this thing <laughs> in my knee. You know, like, ah, you don't understand, it's not you know. Me, it's the thing. Yeah, 20 mm-hmm. years ago I rolled my ankle and it's never been the same. And yeah. it's like so we just we're, we're and I believe that I, people ask me some. Someone asked me recently, like, "Well, why do you think it's the physical limitation that they're married to the most?" And honestly, I just think it's because it's tangible, because we feel it. Got it? Because we can actually touch it. It's palpable. We feel it every day. It's a consistent reminder. Yeah. Like it, it's consistently you live with it. anchoring into your brain, you know. And like the brain, the mind, the body, the spirit. It's all together. So okay. like that's just tapping all the time, anchoring that belief.
1: Yeah. Can I ask you a question since I know your, your backstory a little bit? You, when we first met, like, I don't know, four or five years ago, I don't even, how long was it? three years ago? Three, probably three. No longer. I've been was in Arizona it? for two years. Okay. I would say four years ago probably. Okay. And you had been overcoming this, this back injury, you know, yeah. that, that, that really limited you. So you were, you know, just to give everybody an example here, you were that guy who had a really bad physical ailment where everybody around would have been like oh yeah we understand We'd like that's just not for you right That mm-hmm. you had a bad back you can't walk you can yeah. barely move your feet like yeah we understand great that. job
2: for being able to move your feet There's yeah that yeah like, do that. like
1: good job but <laughs> right. now people great. listening to you today see that you're running ultra marathons and you're leading other people through that how did you or how did you get yourself to that point to where how did that guy become this guy Without you, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, without you, without coaching a version that. of you,
0: yeah. yeah, great question. So we're either running towards pleasure or running away from pain. So for okay. me, I ran away from the pain. Okay. So sciatic nerve pain. I had you know herniated discs in Jesus. I don't know. 14 years ago, maybe 2008 or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Woke up with a herniated disc. Couldn't walk. Was like just just you know totally screwed. Yeah, miserable. Miserable. Oh, so. You know, got some chiropractic care, did some decompression therapy, got it under got it under control, right. and then for the next twelve years was in and out of the gym. In the gym for three four months, mm, out of the gym so for three. You
2: two, you know? yeah.
0: yeah, tweak it. Yeah. Go out, yeah. two months go by, I'm finally feeling better, I go back in. So just did this little seesaw. That becomes the routine. Becomes the routine. And in, in, the, in the restaurant business, it was on my feet a lot, and there was times where I got taken out, and something happened, I tweaked it, and I was down for four days, and yeah, that sucks. That's tough. Yeah. It's tough when you're a business owner. It's tough when you're running multiple businesses, and you gotta be on your feet all day. And 2019, my son was born, and by the end of that year, my pelvic, my my uh, had tilted and had locked, and then it twisted my lower spine and it mm. compacted all these nerves, and I was out. Like I was, I, like it was. It wasn't like tweaking it, where it would go down in inflammation in a few days yeah. and I could move. Getting it back. was like I was remanded to the floor, barely making it to the bathroom. Wow. And. Damn. That was about ninety days out of the last four to five months of the year in two thousand and nineteen, and that was the breaking point. So, I you know, thinking about my wife—we lived in a three-story townhouse. Thinking about my wife carrying our baby son down and slipping on the steps, and me not being able to do anything was like—and mm. yeah. I mean, it still chokes me up. I I still can't say it without yeah. the feeling it. without feeling it yeah. and yeah. just like feeling just emasculated, like yeah, yeah. like a loser. You know, like, I can't even get up. Like, what a loser, you know? It's what I felt like, you know? And I was laying on the ground in December, and I was like, I'll do whatever it takes. God, like, you know, whatever it takes. I'll I'll stop lifting. Like, I'll take away all the pride. I'll do Pilates. I'll do yoga. I'll do whatever I'm supposed to do. This pain can never come back ever again for the rest of my life, and I'll do whatever it takes yeah and that was that was it like it was i had to run away from that pain i had these vi- i was 36 years old and i had these visions i'm like what the f- what the hell yeah. am i gonna be like oh, at fifty? Yeah,
2: yeah you start fast forwarding you time travel you're like man if this is my baseline we're in trouble
0: right <laughs> uh, this is my yeah. 30s, what yeah am i gonna be yeah. in a wheelchair at 60 you yeah. know like it's just
2: scary like right?
0: am i gonna be able to run at a 45 degree angle with my back as i'm chasing my toddler around because I can't do that now.
2: Yeah. I well, can't
0: even walk.
2: Well, and I think that's the stuff that goes back to like what you said. It starts to connect, right? These like highly emotional experiences to this like physical. You're not thinking about am I going to feel good like holding my toddler, running with my kid, like you're like I'm not going to be able to physically do it. I want to. I know emotionally I want to be that, but
0: I can't. That's scary. Mm. Yeah. And and I I will say that I, I just I wasn't, I couldn't accept it. I think that was the, that was the thing is like, I couldn't accept it. I think that what I see now with a lot of people is that we accept it. Yeah. And then there's a lot of community around the acceptance. Like when I had a sciatic nerve issue, it was like, oh, bro, me too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like me too, man. I know exactly what you're going through, Mm. but not like, like, yo, you need to, like you can beat this man. Yes. You know, you don't have to feel this pain again for the rest of your life. What would that be like? Like no one said that. Everyone was just agreeing with me and like do you and f- giving me pats in the back.
2: I was gonna say, do you feel like that's um, a matter of like uh, knowledge that like people are just afraid to say that something's possible if they don't know it? Mm. Or do you feel like it's just that goes back to like the energy you're putting out against like the people who just, I believe that like all of our relationships, my personal belief is all of our relationships are just re- opportunities, to, like for reflections of ourselves, right? Like I think you can, it's energy matching, right? Like I, I can make a room or some like, some conversation go in direction based on my energy, energy. So I feel like, do you feel like it was that, or that people are just afraid to say like it's possible? Because I I fall into the category of like I think I chase the relationships and the people that are willing to like look at me in a moment of like pain or a moment of like, I'm screwed and say, no, you're not, you can do it. And not like, not kindly, not like, it's going to be great. It's going to be super nice for you to do it. Mm. Be like, no, dude, this is going to suck, but you got a choice. Yeah. And like people being willing to be real.
0: Mm. So I would say I have this conversation with my clients a lot, especially with my clients when I, when we start running, when we start doing things I, I tell them. Like, you know, even just working with me, like, I want you to know, like, you are now part of the top 2% of individuals in the entire world. Like, That's right. Because you're taking a stance for this desire to change. You're taking a stance for the belief that you can, and you're doing the work to make it happen. So officially you are top 2% of the entire world. So I think. What's scary about that, and, and not to go down the rabbit hole of it, but, you know, it's like, well, do you think it's all these people that just not having enough people? I think that's just the tone. I think the tone is comfortability.
1: Yeah. It's easier ease. to relate over what we can't do. It's, you yeah. know, misery More loves common. company. And yeah.
0: it, that is, un- unfortunately, the vibe of 90%, you know, of probably the world and definitely of our country, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. and I'm not talking about it. I love our country, but, you yeah. know, yeah, no. we're, f- we're fat. <laughs> well what i love it, well, yeah i mean, well, I mean yeah. When what I mean I, say, i'm not trying to shame i'm not trying to it, shame no, anybody a like yeah. statistic yeah it's and then like and i love the body positive movement like i yeah. love this idea that we should love our bodies like yeah. i love it and i know I, through this change and this transformation people are like well how did you do it and i'm like well i was really honest with myself yeah like, how did you do it? I was honest. I realized that, like, okay, the, the eating the chicken wings and all the pizzas and stuff, and the, the, it's not helping with the inflammation in my body. <laughs> so, if my problem is inflammation, what do I need to do? I need to stop doing things that make me inflamed, right? You know, at least enough so I can heal. I'm not a psycho. We ate. Yeah. I had I had two half pound Rocky burgers yesterday. Hell yeah, back you to back. That's
1: fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you make a great point of. There's a, you know, we talk about that often when we talk about high performance, we talk about business, we talk about life. It's like you can't bullshit yourself. If you become really good at bullshitting yourself or the people around you, you are just attaching yourself to limiting beliefs and you're going to stay there. And one of my favorite things about you and like this past weekend, you came to visit, we hung out for three days, we did some awesome stuff that I still want to talk about. My God. But, But what I love about you, man, is you have the ability and exactly what Curtis was saying and why Curtis and I relate is... Expanding conversations, expanding conversations of, you know, somebody will say something big, a big dream, a big goal, a big update. Where ninety percent of the people are going to be like, "Yeah, "Yeah, good good luck with that one. Good one. That was funny." But you you not only speak that way, but when other people speak like that around you, you're like, "Yeah." So what would that look like? Yeah. So how would you feel in three years? Oh, so what do you have to do this year? You make it so realistic and so reasonable that it, I love being in that room with you. I love having those conversations, those deep conversations because when you go there, I hear you talk and it makes my dreams seem like, oh, so those are, re- his are realistic and he believes them really, really well. Okay, I should believe in mine even more. Yeah. Tell me about that. Tell me about like that part of it because that's the gold I feel like.
0: Yeah. That's and that's a-
1: why you're not gonna relate to just normal people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to my parents so blessed mm-hmm. my you know they told me i could be anything that i ever wanted to be in my life and i believed them and that's amazing that's <laughs> yeah, awesome you know they they showered me with love and you know gave me that reminder and, and i took it to heart and you know you said you've gone against the grain i've gone against the grain my whole life yeah. right like and i don't want to say necessarily against the grain but just kind of like if there's something that i want to do i just do it yeah, yeah you, you know even if it's not mostly the best idea. if it's what you
2: want to do it's not like if there's Something that other people think you should do, right?
0: Right, and that for me has been huge, and I think that for me has created a lifestyle where I am consistently proving that point to myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, like I travel. In t- so, in 2009, I'm sitting at my desk. I um, so selling cars at the time. Sitting at my desk, I'm hating my life. I'm hating my job. I'm like, I wonder what. I'm, like, on Expedia looking at multi-destination, like, flights. I wonder what it would cost to fly from here to mm. Amsterdam, from Amsterdam to, like, you know, Africa, from Africa to Dubai, from Dubai to Thailand, from Thailand to Japan. You know, and that was the last one I could put. And I'm like, okay, so click calculate, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, here comes a $12,000 tag. I was say, yeah, 10. It was, like, 3800 bucks, And I was like, get the fuck.
2: Yeah. I was like, yeah. I could
0: do that. Yeah, yeah, Like, okay, hold on. And then I was like, okay, wait. I I could do that. Yeah. And then I'm start thinking about it and I'm like, well damn, I don't like my life right now. <laughs> I've got some money saved. Pull the ripcord. cord. Yeah, like I'm 26 years old, you know, like I was single at the time and I'm like, what if I just traveled for like 3 or 4 months? Like I could do that. Yeah. So then I Go home. I tell my my roommate. I'm like, I think I might travel for like three four months next <laughs> year. And he goes, Do it. And I was like, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And within like ten days of that conversation, I had a conversation with my boss, and I was like, I want you to know something. I was mm. like, At the end of this year, it was like January. At the end of this year, I'm gonna be done. I was like, well, I'm gonna work my ass off this year. I'm yeah. gonna do really good. I'm gonna sell a lot of cars. And if I need time off, I need you to give it to me because okay. I'm gonna need that rest. I was like, because I'm going to come in here and I'm going to kick ass. I was like, but what I need is for mm-hmm. you to just say yes when I need something. And I was like, mm-hmm. and, and you're going to you're going to know and you can take trust in that. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it all the way to the end of the year. And at the end of the year, I will be done because yeah. I'm going to travel the next year. And he's like, I got your back. That's I was like, great. Cool. <laughs> so then I planned this trip. I traveled the world. And it turns out instead of four months, I traveled the world for an entire year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And traveled in our country for like five months, traveled over the years for seven months.
1: Damn. There are two things I take away from that story that I want to point out to everybody. The first one is the difference between sitting around and we did this on the beach the other day. <laughs> yeah. The difference between people who I think do great things and people who think great things yeah. is that one extra step that you did. And you and you did it the other day in a completely different area the other day and I and I pointed it out. I was like, yeah. I just want to point out something you did that I'm picking up on all the time is everybody says, I want to I want to travel the world. I want to go to this place, this place, yeah. this place. Then they take a breath and they go, well, I guess we should get in the car. Let's go. Let's go home. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's turn the TV on. Let's or go or I, I
0: can't. I can't because I can't leave my job. Right. right. That's yeah. crazy. I can't, I can't because I, yeah. I got this nice apartment now. Yes. I can't because of this. And it's like we just stack it all up against ourselves so fast.
1: Yeah. So fast. But what you do is you take one more step. And that one step is go to the computer and just type those places in and see what yes. happens and realize that maybe it's more realistic than you thought. What I love about you is you always go that one extra step, and that one extra step is just enough to be like, huh, what if what would the second step be? Yeah, huh, what would the third step be? That might be more realistic. And the second thing I want to point out is whoever your roommate was at the time, if he would have been like, dude, shut up, let's get back to work. Yeah, what are you crazy? You might have been like, yeah, maybe you're right. The importance of having people in your life that don't crap on your dreams. Yes, they Mm, just need to support you, and sometimes. It's just yeah. Do it. Go try that. And he could have been he could
2: have been feeling like that could have been like a somewhat sarcastic passive like sure, whatever, but like it wasn't a don't. And yeah. it worked. Yeah, yeah it right. worked for you. So yeah, so in that in that statement, the interesting things for me were like one, you say this all the time—the whole action builds confidence thing. Mm-hmm. That I think is a different ABC method. I also, I also think it's important, like, or at least what I see in it, and going back to like the successful people, or yeah, successful people that I've interacted with are actionable. And it's funny how like we all sit here, and the um the energy in the conversation is like super positive, and it's I, I can feel it, right? But the people that I get that energy from don't actually talk about plans very emotionally, right? Like you didn't look at that idea of traveling as like, and start to stack. How would this feel? How do people perceive, blah, blah, blah. You were like, is it possible? What is the step? And not like, and it's funny because the act of like what you go through on that journey is an emotional transformation, but you don't look at it that way. You look at it as like, a, then B, you weren't like, I'm going to travel the world and it's going to change my life and my world perspective. You're like, what if I travel, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, that's so funny because one of my buddies at the time, like after like, I had made the decision, now we're like four or five months into the year. And it's like, yeah. the planning is like, I mean, it was a real deal. I mean, I'm like researching that's all of these stops. countries. Yeah. And one of my buddies was like, dude, we have to have a huge party for you and we have to roast you. We have to have a roast. Uh, Okay. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, because you're going to come back from this. You're going to be a totally different person. So we got to roast you now before it's too late. That's great. And I was like, okay. But but you're right. Even then, I wasn't thinking like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm going to totally, I'm going to come back with a new worldly uh, perspective. Like I was just like traveling the world and not working. Sounds so cool. Yeah. Which is actually why I do almost everything that I do Mm. because it seems cool. I see something and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. So I started ultra running. Mm. I saw someone, I was like, I was like walking through the woods, and this person with their weight vest looking tactical as hell running past me like a warrior. And I'm just like, damn, that's cool. Like, what a fleeb I feel like right now, just (laughs) slowly (laughs) trotting along. Like, yeah. And it's just like, oh, that seems cool. You know, I'd like to try that.
2: I feel like that's like, I don't know, been my, even my experience just being around Brett being on this podcast and the ideas we've talked about is, is like shifting my mentality out of, um, I have an idea. How how does it feel? And into like, I have an idea and then what is the like actionable step? And like, yeah, the intention is always to like, you will change, right? Like that's what I've realized is like, there's people that sit in the conversation. I'm like, how is this going to change? And honestly, there, there's still times when I do that when I'm like, Oh my God, what is this going to mean to me? Right. Like when we were talking about the content stuff earlier, I was like, I look at it that way of like, how, like, I want, I want the feeling, but like, that you can't guarantee that. Right. And like, I mean, you can, you can get pretty good at like manufacturing an emotion, but like, that's not really the intent. And that the true emotion comes from like the process. Right. It's never the outcome.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah 100%. I think the feeling of it can can work well. It can be like attaching an, an emotion to it, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. which sounds great. But if you sit in the emotion it's too much dangerous. right now, fear, I want to be comfortable, this is scary, probably seems unrealistic. All those are stop signs. Yeah. They're all stop signs where you turn around. And and maybe this just came to me in
0: yeah. listening. It's like, you know, for me like people ask me like, "Well, what's what's the number one trait that has helped you?" Get to where you are. Mm. And I, I believe that the answer is often confusing, or at least a shock when I say it, because it's curiosity. Uh, Hell yeah. And when, you, when you're when you talking about the tying the emotion to it, it just hit me. It's like, okay, well, what do I tie to curiosity? Because yeah. I don't tie fear to it. I tie excitement to it. Uh, My emotion is excitement. Yeah. Bingo. And that's what I tie to curiosity. When I think of curiosity, I think of excitement versus like,
2: what could oh, go like, wrong
0: what could go wrong yeah. or like the curiosity of like will that be safe Has- will I be okay what about what happens after is that a smart-
2: learned or practiced trait or is that something you're like inherently I am that person
0: I'm just gonna answer inherently cause I don't think that it's ever something that I've ever tried to cultivate Okay. or like I mean I didn't even think of it until just now that In- like I tie excitement to it. I just thought curiosity just happens to be the thing like for me like Curiosity and evolution.
2: Like, well, and I think the crucial part is curiosity, not fear-based, right? Planning where,
1: yeah, I, yeah, it's, that's a hurdle. I think yeah. most people are curious, but most people attach the opposite to it. Uh, yeah, they're curious, and then all the negative emotions come. They're, it's it's fearful, as opposed to your curious is excitement. Right. Okay. Well, mm, what is what? What could that look like? Oh, and that's what I think takes you to the next step. Yeah. Your curiosity drives you to step one. Let me look it up. Step two. Okay. Would this be realistic? Step three. Okay. Boom. And all of a sudden, you start. Your curiosity is is this funnel of possibility, as opposed to impossibility.
2: Well, and that that reminds me of like, when we talked about you doing the marathon, right? Like mm. raising your hard ceiling. Was not about making um, emotional decisions. It was about physically taking an action that you were yeah. like, "This is this is going to affect my body, and yep. that's going to affect my like what's happening internally." Right.
1: Let's dive into where I learned that. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So I have this friend named Daniel Diaz, <laughs> and I saw this. You know, and for everybody who doesn't know, Dan's a big dude. Like, you're you're he looks like a linebacker. And yeah, he's just like a strong, big, solid guy. All of a sudden I see this guy running in these long races and I'm like, hmm, you know, I've never been a runner maybe in the mountains, right? And what part of the reason he came this week is because he's training to lead people on an ultra, a mountain ultra endurance race. Yeah. Marathon through the Montana mountains. Marathon through the Montana mountains. So we did a little training. I don't know if we were training you or training me, but (laughs) I thought it was going to be for you. I think it ended up being me. We did a 15 mile trail run on Friday. Yep. Which was the longest I've ever done in a trail run, and yeah. then the next day, which was just as hard, if not harder, we woke up and we ran another ten. Yeah. Tell me <laughs> yeah. and the recovery. people about recovery, the recovery. He calls it recovery. Yeah, recovery. I oh, thought we were getting massages. Oh, we strapped was. our shoes on and ran another ten. But but tell oh me God. why the running has been so addicting to you, and, yeah. and and where this ultra, like you are literally your whole business, is is shifting to that being the pillar of it. Tell yeah. me, tell, tell, tell people why. The people who have maybe run only a 5K or never run at all, tell them what they're missing by not tapping into this.
0: Great question. So what I've learned, because the truth is, is that I've been, you know, today is July 24th. Two years ago tomorrow was when I ran my very first 21 miles across Glacier National Park. My very first long run. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Oh yeah. A year ago, I ran 40 miles. I've never run my whole life. Mm. The last time I ran a mile was in gym class. I oh, played sports in college. This is and, good to know. And I played football and I ran sprints. Yeah. yeah. And and then I never ran after college. <laughs> like I lifted weights. Yeah. You never see me on a treadmill. I'm yeah. not a runner. I'm not even a good runner. That's I just fantastic. run far. Like I, I I don't have a good stride. Like I'm not technical. I love that statement. I'm not a good
1: runner. I just run far. Yeah. Because yeah. that, again, expanding possibility.
0: Insert.
2: Forest Gump scene, right? <laughs> bearded Gump. I think I'll go home now. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: So when I started running, and it's funny, as I was joking with my running mentor earlier this year, like in January, I finally realized I was like, "Oh, I'm an ultra runner." He's like, "Did you just realize that?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, why?" And I was like, "Cause I never set out to be." Mm. I saw my buddy running in the mountains, and I thought that was cool. And when I made a commitment to change the to to transform my my body so that I would never feel pain again. I made a commitment to him that I would run a mountain because mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to keep something. I needed to put something on the calendar that would keep me accountable. Yeah. And I did it. And then when I did it, it transformed my life. And this is what I've come to understand. And this is why the physical expansion and what I talk about is so important. When I did that run, so like March 25th, 2020, I ran for the first time two miles. My body was finally ready to run after like four months of training. So with only four months, never run my entire life. Yeah, coming off of like a completely destroyed lower back. I was gonna say,
2: what was your split time?
0: Like, <laughs> I, I, I was I was running seventeen minute miles when yeah. I started running in March. <laughs> right. Seventeen minutes. I mean, they were Got they it. were trot jogs. Yeah, just yeah. jogging. Yeah, it's right? a penny jog for sure. You yeah, heavy yeah. shoulder bounce. Just yep, exactly. Might as well be walking. Four months later, I get to Montana to run what I thought was an eighteen mile run found out the trail was closed and we had to do 21 and I was like all right well whatever you know like, yeah. I'm already here <laughs> the last 6 miles of that run was the hardest experience i ever had in my whole life i felt like my feet were going to the bones were going to snap through the top of my foot every time i hit the ground for those last 6 oh, wow. miles and my running mentor ran right next to me and he just f- poured so much love into me and told me you know stories and just kept me focused we're not stopping we're finishing this run yeah. we're finishing the job And when I finished, it was like a complete rewiring of my entire neurological network. I flew home two days later, flying over the Colorado Rockies, looking out of my airplane window going, I'm going to be on you. I'm going to run all over you. Like, who am I? I don't even know who I am right now. Mm. So the running, why running? I talked about this on our run. Mm -hmm. If you want to do something better, what do you got to do? What do you got to do?
2: Take action. Do it? Practice.
0: Practice yeah. it. You got to practice, right? Okay. If you want to be a better speaker, you better practice being a speaker. Right. right? You want to be a better coach, you better start understanding the human body and brain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, you, you want to be a better painter, you better practice painting. Yeah. yeah. How do you get better at life? Got When it. do you practice life? Do you wake up in the morning and just go, oh, today's a practice day. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to practice for today for the we're, game. We're just going to get some reps out here. The only way to do it is you have to take on something That mimics the challenges of life. Okay. And running is that thing and not short, far. Yeah. Because when you set out, we pick our destination. Right. We've got a course, but things happen along the way. You got to make yeah, decisions. Some cows. Shit goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right? The trail's overgrown. Yeah. We're getting ripped up by thorns. Mm-hmm. Right? The heat was more than we expected. Things happen that are not in alignment with what you thought was going to happen. And you yeah. have to over, you have to persevere. And guess what? No one's coming to save you. And you're the only one that's going to carry yourself out. You're yeah. the only one that's going to see yourself to the finish line. And that is life. Yeah. And that is how you get better at life is by practicing life in, its, in another form. And what I found is that ultra running is that form.
1: Mm. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Sign me. Sign up, him dude. up. I mean, dude. Like, oh my how God. are you listening to this now and not being like, I have to give this a try? I mean, it's literally changed this whole man's life. You said something on our run the other day. I have a couple notes from our run that I was up in the mountains, and I'm like, how do
2: I remember this in 13 dude, miles? Like, the story, I have to remember this stuff. The, with the story was like 101. You guys clocked like degrees, right? When we got it back to the, car, plus, the uh,
1: car, the car, the car was a little hot, but it was, Tough. but it was still hot. Was there a breeze there. at the peak? A couple. There breezes. was a couple
0: breezes. Okay. I told Brett. I said, "There's a." We stopped at one point. I said, "Look, you know, I was like, there's something beautiful when we're out here in the trails.' And this is yeah. this is the other thing why I like running in nature and not marathons like by race." I was going to say not road running. The uh, you know the, the thing with running in nature, it's like you know we're so connected in the world these days. Right? Yes, like, we're always connected. Yes. So by disconnecting to the world by running in nature, I actually have the opportunity to connect to myself. Yeah, and wow. that's the final piece that I find about how it correlates to life, is that when you're out there on trail, you can't hide from yourself. Yeah, yeah. And when you're running far, you're jarring the shit that's in your body that's been stored for years up. Got it. That constant flushing, the emotions that come, the moments where you wonder to yourself, why am I even doing this? That okay. stuff jars those old traumas loose, and yeah.
1: you can't hide from them. I like was that. gonna
2: say, and you have no none of the creature comforts that would give you the barriers of escape, right?
1: Exactly. That was, that was my biggest takeaway from the ruck a couple episodes ago. We broke down my marathon ruck, and it was the same thing. Is the the thing that I did not expect that was the greatest takeaway was just the mental clarity that you get from being out there by yourself from somebody that loves exercise, loves going to the gym, all that stuff, you don't get any of that. When you're running, it's a different, it was almost meditative Mm -hmm. out there and you said that and you said the, when you disconnect from the world, it allows you to disconnect to yourself. Connect to yourself. Connect to yourself. Sorry, disconnect from the world, connect to yourself. Well, and and even,
0: and going deeper there, right? Like, this is the other thing. When you talk about the mental clarity and I was telling you about this, right? Like when I'm running, life comes at me like a movie. And when I'm walking, it's just a series of pictures. That's uh, awesome. (laughs) How great is that? So what I realized on my runs was like I'm having so many breakthroughs all the time. All these ideas and these things are coming towards me. Yeah. Because I am moving towards them, and life is moving towards me. And and in the the biological sense, right? Like our conscious mind has way too much to focus on when we're running. Yeah. And that allows our subconscious mind to come alive and mm. to play, mm. and to and to really flush the ideas out. Yeah. But when we're walking, our conscious mind has way too much time to to, to run, drive. to to race, yeah, to think yeah. about all the millions of things that I leave the coffee on, like yes. this, that, third. Oh, you know, like that person at work. They said this thing the other day. Oh, you know, it really pissed me off. Like, yeah. it's just like when you're running, like. Your your conscious mind has way too much, especially on trail. Because now you're in looking case, for rocks. Yeah, you're looking for things, and if you're running, like when we run in Montana, there's about like nine different animals that can kill you. So you got to watch out for that. Wow. So it's like your awareness sharpens to a point where it allows such a high level of mental clarity to come through. Yeah. You know, if your inner child to speak to you for for that subconscious to come alive, like you want to birth million-dollar ideas, Yeah, get out there on trail yeah. fast and far, and you will come back. I mean, if you start running ultras now, I guarantee you come out with million-dollar ideas in the next year. It just mm-hmm. happens. It's a, it's a byproduct.
2: I was going to say, is there a distance, like a baseline distance, that you're like, uh, if, if you don't far. go? Yeah, like if you, you're saying, for, right? But like is – even uh, let's just, wherever I say, your breaking point is, yeah, like it's on the other side of that. What, what's, what's, <laughs> yeah, right? what's that become for you? Right. Like how, question. now that you're in it, you do it. Like, how do you kind of keep it fresh and
0: explorative while you're like, oh, just another, just another 30. Right. Yeah. That's a great question. So, and we talked about this a little bit on the run, you know, it's the different. first 21 miles was the hardest thing I'd ever done. Okay. A client challenged me the next year in January to do a Spartan ultra or a Spartan, I'm sorry, a Spartan trifecta, um, which is all three Spartan races, but she wanted us to do it in a weekend. <laughs> I was like, and I, and I, and initially I was like, Oh, my back. You know, and I was like, yeah. I was like, well, that's not what I teach. I was like, sure, yeah. let's do it. You know? Yeah. And I thought for sure that this would be the hardest thing since the run. It wasn't. Oh, wow. It blew my mind. I was like, damn, I'm trained up. How about that? Did yeah. all three Spartan races in a single weekend. Told my And I was in Montana, and I okay. told my, my buddy, my running mentor, I was like, you know, the one-year anniversary is coming up of our big run. I think we should do something to celebrate, like a double that run. Oh, okay. So we did the 40-mile run. I thought, for sure, this is going to be the one. This is going to definitely be harder than the 21. Yeah. It wasn't. And that shocked me. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never not taken major downloads from these experiences. That's what I was going to say. Major downloads. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a few months ago, I went back to the to Montana for the Spartan, and I did the ultra, okay. which is uh, like 34 miles and 60 obstacles. That that broke me. That okay. was tough. That was really really hard to the point where I actually didn't actually finish the entire course. I did 31 and a half miles. I basically missed two half mile or one and a half mile loops. Okay. Um, it just I, I was I ran out of time, and I just I was beat. Yeah. And. and and it was, for me, there was a deeper mess, deeper point in there, but that's a that's another hole. So, um, but but that was the hardest thing, okay. and, and I gained a lot from that. So, how do I pick the next thing? Yeah, the way I look at it is, this is an evolution, and what I've come to understand is that running now is just part of who I am. Yep. That being said, my running mentor is doing a thing called Project 14. And my running mentor's name is uh, Dan Olgeen, Rasta Runner, at Roster Runner. If you want to look him up on IG, I just want to give him a shout out because he's the yeah, fucking he's man. Great. I love him that's, to death. That's awesome. Um, and he's decided he's going to do this thing called Project 14. Okay. So uh, for trail running, they have a thing called FKTs. are similar to a world record. Fastest known time, FKT. He has decided that he is going to set 14 FKTs in Glacier National Park in a single summer. So one... Wow. world record every single weekend he's going to run a, a major trail as fast as possible every single weekend from ranging from like 20 miles yeah. to 52 oh okay. so like they're big boy runs yeah right <laughs> big boy and guys. and uh, well actually, actually ranging from i think seven miles to 52 but they're big okay. boy runs and they're in montana so like elevation is yeah. bananas He tells me this, and I'm like, this is so incredible. It's so incredible. And then like one day, I'm sitting on my computer again. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder. I run on the mountain called South Mountain. It's by my house in in Phoenix. And uh, and I'm like, I wonder if there's FKTs at South Mountain that have been set that I could beat. Yeah. Or maybe not that I could set. And that would be cool. I'd have my own FKT. Yeah. So I look, I'm starting Googling it, and then I, I find this list of all these Arizona FKTs, and I'm kind of going through, you know, 12 miles, eight miles, you know, 17, going through this list. I get down to the bottom, 6,900 miles. I'm like, what <laughs> freaking trail <laughs> is 6,900 miles? And I see the FKT 206 days. And, I, and I'm like, what is this? The Great Western Loop. I start looking it up. <laughs> so it is a compilation of four major trails in our country on the western side of this country. Okay. So it's the Arizona Trail that meets the Pacific Crest Trail, which yeah. basically takes you all the way up from Southern California up the Sierra Nevada's yeah. all the way to top of our country. And then the Pacific shoot the Pacific Northwest Trail, which basically runs along the border of the United States in and Canada. Canada. Okay. And then down the Continental Divide, basically back into Mex- back back into Arizona, <laughs> and it's roughly you know sixty nine hundred to seven thousand miles. There's only two people that have ever done it in the entire world, and the reason is because you have to beat winter. So oh, the guy yeah, that yeah. did it two hundred and six days did like it was like thirty one miles a day for two hundred and six days, <laughs> and I say to myself, I wonder if I could beat that. That's awesome.
1: Possibility.
0: Oh. So what is the next thing? How do I pick the next thing? To be honest, running is part of my life. I'm an ultra athlete now. It's just who I am. It's just what I do. Yeah. It's one of the things that I talk to people a lot. It's like, look, it's it's not about like how do we get you into a better habit. It's not about how do we get you working out. How do we get you exercising? Yeah. How do we get you thinking different? It's not yeah, about yeah, yeah. these things. It's about picking your identity who is the person that you see yourself as being and being that person right now and it's not about getting into the habits it's about just doing what this person does Uh, because that's just what you do now yeah and when i think of what is the next big challenge i think i found it with this run and i'm i'm i mean i I haven't said I'm 100% committed, but I feel like I'm talking about it a lot now, which means I'm going to be 100% committed extremely soon. Hell yeah. And what that looks like for me is uh, starting starting now, running a lot, and starting in 2024, running 20 miles every single day for an entire year, and then in 2025, I'm going to set out. To break the FKT for the Great Western Loop. I'm gonna get a Hell documentary yeah. team to follow me. Hell yeah. And my family follow me in tow in a little camper so I don't have to be away from my son and my wife and hopefully our little daughter that has not yet been born and has not been conceived. Um, <laughs> and uh, and break this record and say, you know what? Like, look, I'll do 40 miles a day every single day for, for six months and I'll shatter the record by, you know, 46 days. Yeah. I have no idea how I can make that happen. Like, I have no idea what it's going to take physically. I just know it's going to take everything.
2: Mm.
0: And I know that in that, if I'm picking something that's going to make me think to myself, do you really want to do that? Yeah. I'm picking the right thing. Yeah, on the other yeah. side of that is so many gifts and on, blessings and, and, and understanding. I mean, like, what am I doing any of this stuff for? right? Like, what are we alive for? Yeah. What am I here mm. for? What, what, what is it? Is it to get a house? Is it to have this, is, or is it because I wanna feel
1: yeah. something? We talked about experience and you don't get everything from reading about what other people did. You can get a lot, but you can't get everything yeah. reading stuff about what other people did. So you gotta experience things yourself. And I mean, we, we, sitting on that beach when we were just chatting through ideas, we're like bouncing just an idea, an idea, an idea. And I think the difference is a lot of people will say a big idea and they haven't thought through any of the details yet. Yeah. But when somebody tells you a plan and they have some details to it, <laughs> you don't even you start to be like, that that's gonna happen. Because yeah, yeah. they've figured they've figured it out as it opposed to like put I'm together. gonna make 10, 20 million dollars. And you're like, how? And you're like, mm-hmm. you? That's just what I'm gonna do. None of us believe that. Yeah. Right? But if I say, well, this is how, well, if I just need 25 clients to do this, and then I'm gonna have my live event and when I do that, and then I have my book come out, and all of a sudden you're like that's okay. that's gonna happen like he, he seems it. committed and the thing is that i feel committed or you feel committed yeah. if you believe that so hearing you talk about that i was like hmm this wasn't like a i'm on the beach let me get nostalgic about some world record i'm gonna break i'm like this dude's gonna F- and break it and it's gonna absolutely <laughs> so happen in two two years and i can't wait <laughs> yeah. to watch right it's like just the commitment level yeah 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 it's it's uh
0: i don't know man it's like like what am I here for? Like, I want to experience all the things. Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah. want to do all the things. Thank God I've done a lot of stuff that damages my body. I don't have to do that much. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now you're in the longevity game. Now I can yeah. be in the longevity <laughs> yeah. game. Well, and that's yeah. the other part, right? And that goes back to the whole beginning of this conversation. Yeah. Like the people that are out there that are changing the world, if if we can get a better understanding of how far we can push the limits of our physical body we can eradicate the doubt and the fear and the insecurity that we won't be able to withstand or or we we won't be able to 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 last as long as we'd hope
2: as long as it takes
0: as long as it takes right like we can eradicate those doubts and fears when you can break the the physical limitation barrier
2: yeah
0: and you can just start being like oh I could do that yeah sure you know like like i mean not to be morbid but if i got cancer like just be another day in the office. Like, cool, yeah. okay, let's another go. What's, like, what's next? Yes. What do I yeah. got to do? Yeah. What's the fight I got to sign up for? I'm mm-hmm. ready. Yeah. You know, because now I understand. Yeah. I understand right. up here.
1: Yeah. So I got one more question I want to ask you. First of all, we just this has been amazing, and yeah, I hope dude. people listen to this oh four times and they sh- buy, get some running shoes and get ready because, like, for real start with a walk. And I go back to you know, we're sitting there in March, and. And, you know, only because two episodes ago we talked about my marathon. It's like I sat there and, like, almost talked myself out of a four-mile walk. It's yeah. like, there's no way I can do that. And then we're up in the mountain, and we, like, stopped at some, like, beautiful overlook. And I'm like, like, it's crazy that I've, I feel like I'm a pretty mentally tough dude. Yeah. And I never, I wouldn't have believed myself if you said, hey, you know what? In, in two and a half, three months, we're going to be on a 15-mile trail up in the mountains, just the two of us, running with packs. And, and a, yeah. I'd be like, okay. I don't know if I would have believed you. But you got to just start somewhere you got to just start like with a couple steps and dude this story's been so inspiring and oh, and i man. know people are going to love it where can they follow you where can they find sure. more about daniel diaz
0: um i am daniel diaz.com uh if you want to check out my website i got a ton of information on there it will be being revamped soon with this whole new amazing front page of physical expansion but Sick. what's on there is, is is very much me um yeah. at peak life now is my instagram that is what I will say. I'm putting a majority of my focus in now. Amazing. It's good uh, I stuff to too. used to be all on Facebook, but IG's where it's at for me now, I think.
1: Cool. Awesome, man. Well, I got one more question for you. It's as a physical expansion coach, <laughs> right? If, if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners today that you think would be really helpful for them, but in a hundred years, when we're all still around because we're, we're, we're thinking longevity, it Hell would yeah. still be just as relevant and still be just as helpful for them in a hundred years from now. Mm. What would that be? It's easier than you think it is. Hmm. Get yourself around
0: people that'll help you believe that. I'm one of them. But that's what the truth
1: is. It's easier than you think it is. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it, man dude so much love for you i appreciate you man appreciate you expanded us today you expanded our vision you expanded the whole what's possible love you guys it's easier than you think it is man one of the all-around great dudes on this planet daniel diaz make sure you follow him give him some love and tell him how much you enjoyed this episode we appreciate you man thank you for another great episode of the better you blueprint